Hello, my suji is kuji. Pum pum. Pum pum. Pum pum. <laughs> Welcome to episode 26. Woohoo. What I want to talk about today is two things. First, we're so glad our kids are back at school. <laughs> Christmas break can be a little bit rough. I think for me, mostly because I really do well on a schedule and I have zero schedule when all of my humans are home. It's just like chaos all the time. I think they call it the holiday break. Oh, holiday break, Christmas break, whatever you call it. <laughs> I mean, we've talked enough about how we feel about holidays, that we like them and we appreciate whatever you celebrate. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was Disney's Encanto. <laughs> it is so good. I don't normally watch movies twice. And if I do, it's usually like seven years later or something that I watch it again. I watched it twice in three days and I cried the second time as well. And Ryan cried. So that's how you know. Hey, you can't be telling my secrets. Oh, sorry. Ryan cried. So that's <laughs> how you know. I also noticed a lot of the little details in the movie that to me make it very authentically Colombian. Because we're Colombian. We're Colombian. No. So... In South America, instead of pointing at stuff, they use their lips. I saw that, too. Did you notice that? I only noticed it once. Did they do it more than once? No, it's just the ones. Mirabel is under the bed with Antonio, and she uses her lips to point at the present. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the dancing and the music. Oh, my. And then the multi-generational family living together. There's just so much I love about the movie. Magic. It's also a story of trauma. And you guys know how I feel about trauma. I find love it. it. Yeah, I love trauma. I just love all the trauma. No, it's just so good. Please go watch it if you haven't. And if you have, talk to me about it. If you didn't like it, then sorry about that. We don't talk <laughs> about Bruno. No, no. You're welcome. That's just a little taste. It's a little taste of what you could be experiencing if we were in life, friends. <laughs> all right. I'm ready. Jessica says, this book has received the Caldecott Honor Medal, Kentucky Bluegrass Award, Charlotte Zolito Award nominee, Vermont Picture Book Awards, Red Clover, South Carolina Book Award for Picture Book. I'll skip all the award crap. Well, it's clearly a picture book. How do you say that Golden word? Golden Archer. Picture. Picture. Picker book. Picture book. Okay. Picker. I had a minute there where I wasn't sure how to pronounce the word picture. Ooh. Like, I forgot that word in English. <laughs> I forgot how to say that word in English. That's exactly. right. Okay, so it's a kid's book. Anyway, Indy's Choice, Golden Archer, Picture Book Hall of Fame, Buckaroo, whatever. That's a bunch of stuff. This book is appropriate for preschool to second grade. So huh. you don't have to make any guesses yet. And it's definitely something I've read, right? Yes. Because you know I'd be loving those children's books. Yeah. Ash said, and they wonder why the youth of America are getting stupider. Oh. <laughs> Like how you said that in a different accent, like because I'm not from America. I'm not American. <laughs> this is Brooke. I'm doing a summer book bingo for school. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks, Brooke. Oh. That's special. This is Brenda. <laughs> Brenda. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting you're not the kids. <laughs> <laughs> we have all these weird inside jokes. There's bad lip reading. It's one of the Star Wars ones. And he goes, Brenda and Brenda. <laughs> you know, it's Luke Skywalker. Is that the seagulls one? It's not that one, no. Brenda says, someone get me some crayons and a word processor with courier font. There is hope for me to become a published author yet. I do not understand why this book ever won the Caldecott Award for illustrations, and with all of my analytic powers, have yet to understand the significance of the storyline. Some like, troll <laughs> commented. Yeah, he says, 
Really, I understand perfectly why its illustrations are award-winning. As for what it's about, dot, dot, dot. Come on. Okay. I was like, Drew, don't be rude. <laughs> it's like when people make a review of a book, they don't like it, then lay off. Yeah, I feel like the review should either be to affirm people or to have a healthy dialogue, but not just to be a jerk. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. they're just like, you're stupid and you're like, well, thank you for pointing that out. What it's about? Come on. Yeah, come you on. You can't get, figure it out. Brenda. Really? I think I know what it's going <sighs> to be. I saw this. Reading 64. I don't like bratty pigeons. Is it? It's Mo Willems. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Yep. <laughs> you did it. Christine said, the bus driver takes a break and the pigeon really wants to drive the bus. So he begs and pleads. And sure, the kids get a kick out of saying, no, you can't drive the bus and gets to laugh. But then the pigeon has the one line that breaks my heart. I have dreams, you know. Oh. And that's the point where I totally just want the poor pigeon to be able to drive the bus. <laughs> right. Then my husband looks at me like I'm crazy because pigeons can't reach the brake pedal. So if it was somehow able to put the bus into drive, everyone would probably die. Yep. But we're supposed to follow our dreams and this breaks my little millennial heart. <laughs> <laughs> that last line <laughs> breaks my little millennial heart. That's, That's way to own it, Christine. Yeah, I know. Because everyone's like, ugh, ugh, millennials, ugh. And then she's <laughs> like, I'm a millennial and I'm going to say it. We're special. We like have problems with millennials, but we're both considered millennials. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're no, not those types. Yeah, we're the other ones. Okay, this is Kate, and apparently we're back to accents. Is that true? Okay, right. so well, you were the one that was like, "Give her the accents." There, I miss the accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of do miss the accents. This is Kate. She says, "A sad world filled with sad creatures." <laughs> the pigeon is a jerk and a liar. <laughs> the bus driver. <laughs> Sorry. It's so ridiculous. The bus drive abdicates responsibility for 30,000 pounds of metal to a toddler. Why not just lock it and take the keys with you? The art is really, really cute, though. <laughs> lock the bus and take the keys with you. Then we won't have to argue with the pigeon about oh, so whether funny. he can drive the bus. <laughs> for some reason, when she said the responsibility, you know, to a toddler... I was thinking about, there's no reason this should have come up, but I was thinking about those Carl books, you know, with the dog that babysits oh. the baby. And, <laughs> and the parents are like, we're going out for tea, Carl. Watch the baby. The Rottweiler. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, let's just leave the, your baby <laughs> with the dog. And they go out for hours and hours. And then this one book that I read with Hazel recently, a Carl book, there was a babysitter there. And she just didn't even notice that Carl and the girl left because she was watching TV or something. And then when they left, they were at the place where the baby's parents were, you know, and they didn't even and they were right there. And I'm like, the parents would have seen Stupid Carl parents. and the baby. It was ridiculous. They shouldn't have they shouldn't have hired that babysitter. She was terrible. Yeah, I don't really like the art either. So I like the art in those. You're talking about in this? No. In the uh, Yeah, I mean because it's like books. realistic. You don't like realistic art uh, for children's it's not, books? It, they can't do realistic. The people look like smash face people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the some pages are better than others. If you but... can't do realistic, you should be doing cartoon because when you try to do realistic and you can't, the, it's like it falls flat, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of which, you shouldn't call your dog Carl. 
Because that's a stupid name for a dog. (laughs) (laughs) It should be Floof Floofs. And like on uh, Walking Dead, they name like that little boy who's adorable, name him Carl. I'm like, that's not a boy's name. That's an old 80-year-old man's name. He'll go into it, though. My name's Carl. (laughs) They let Carl name the daughter, and he names her (laughs) Judith. Oh, <laughs> Judith. We're sorry if there's any Judiths out there. Just... But your name is lame. <laughs> no, you mean like you're probably 60, right? I only know one Judith at work and she's not a happy person. Ryan has a negative association with that name. That's right. Judge yeah. Judy. She's not a happy person. <laughs> she's judging everybody. Going That's around right. judging all the people. Jesse said, update. I downgraded this book to one star and removed it from most of my shelves because of the sexual misconduct allegations against Mo Willem, which can be found here. Talk about how you went on that site. So I went on the site and there's only one allegation and it's just someone says like on it's like social media or in a comment or something like my predator was Mo Willems. Just one person? One person. I'm surprised they would put that on there for one person. It's not a real list. It's more like someone somebody just, just it's made a blog stuff up? almost. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then how did it the get y- so... The YAKitten.net, 2018. Young so. adult kitten. You're like, that sounds legitimate. <laughs> I think I'm going to I'm gonna believe her. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they say Mo Willems is a predator, so <laughs> let me just get rid of all his books. Oh, man. But I did see this interview with Mo Willems. This has nothing to do with being a predator. But I thought it was really interesting. He said... It's extremely hard to draw pictures in a simplistic way that also gets across the message you're trying to do. And I kind of understand that because his illustrations, you might look at those and be like, oh, like he doesn't really know art very well. Apparently he's a pretty good artist, but he's chosen to do that style. You know what I mean? So the pigeon illustrations. Mm -hmm. The huge eye. Yeah. Well, with the angry bird. Yeah. Reminds me, well, not reminds me, this guy totally copied Mo Willems, um, but the guy that does Sammy, the Sammy series. Uh, oh my gosh. A red, red bird. That, the like, Mua. The Mua. That's the author. That's the author. Okay. Some of the books are cute and our daughter <laughs> loves those books. Not loves, loves. We had a membership to, was it Kindle Unlimited, Unlimited for a little while? And he's got. Seriously, like oh my God. 60 books, maybe more. No, it's got to be more than Okay, that. he's got like 160 <laughs> books. And every night, Hazel would just pick those over and <laughs> over. That's his job. He's a children's book author. Did you know that? Mm-mm. He's got so many. Sometimes he'll use the same pictures. He'll yeah, because he gets copy. paid by page. Yeah, he'll copy on Kindle Unlimited. So Hazel would just be like, Sammy, Sammy. And I'm like, no. Oh, no, Sammy, please. Oh <laughs> I just got so tired. So then you're like, oops, our Kindle Limited ran out. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but I think that was during the pandemic, like right in the beginning of the pandemic. So we didn't, we weren't going to the library, you know, like we couldn't go to the library. Mm-hmm. We also had Epic, which is another book subscription. And I just want to say, holding books in your hand will never go out of style. There was something about that experience, right? Mm-hmm. Smelling the pages. And if you throw a Kindle across the room, it'll break it. Yeah, that's true. The books. They're just going to be sturdy. Yep. There for you all the way. Sturdy all the way. Kiki said, I do not like pigeons. Patrick said, pigeon ass. <laughs> pigeon what? He said pigeon ass. <laughs> I was like, come again? Pigeon asks oh. to drive the bus 23 times and gets mad. That's a story, I guess. 
It taught my son not to let pigeons drive buses. A very important lesson. This is true. <laughs> I want to go back to the lady that hates pigeons. I'm curious about why. Does she live in New York City? Because I might understand it in that case. Mm, you know? Yeah, that makes She's sense. She's been attacked or something. <laughs> <laughs> attacked by pigeons. Wait, what movie was it that... Oh, in Paddington. <laughs> he sees this sad-looking pigeon, so he throws him a little piece of his sandwich. Yeah. And then all the pigeons come. Pigeons can be terrifying en masse. Also, Home Alone 2, when the lady throws oh, bird yeah. seed at oh, Marv. Yeah. Okay, Marv is just like the best criminal ever. <laughs> I love him so much. This is Brianna. OMG, this book lollipops so much. I can't believe it has a Caldecott honor. This book is pointless and dumb, seriously. I am outraged. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin said, It was really funnel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Caitlin, how old are you? Oh, funnel makes me think of funnel cakes. Um, Those are so good, right? Yeah, except I can't stand desserts with powdered sugar because you, you breathe, breathe it, it in. in. I know. I've had that problem. Or like, it's like, when, <laughs> when it's in my lungs. When you're so excited about the food. Everyone else is just like, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> you're like, we eat it carefully. I'm like, not me. <laughs> I inhale it. Well, it's either you breathe it in or you breathe out, and then the powdered sugar yeah, goes and then it's everywhere. All over I you. Know. Like anything Lemon powdered squares. sugar. It's like, it's not that hard to <laughs> yeah. put it into a little paste or something. I know. Like, I know. A little frosting. I mean, I get it, but with funnel cake, it's... Well, because when you pull it out and it's all greasy, yeah, when you sprinkle it, it kind of sticks, and yeah. that's fine. But when you put it on like a donut or something, you're just like Or asking... We know a person <laughs> <laughs> who puts like an inch of powdered sugar. It's like, want some lemon square with that powdered sugar? <laughs> yeah, and, and you like, like, you have to be concentrate to breathe in like before you take a bite. You also or, have like, to eat over the grass or else... <laughs> and bend over you're like this is so undignified and i just keep going <laughs> i cannot stand <laughs> but lemon squares are really delicious oh my gosh this particular person makes delicious lemon squares. <laughs> like arthur 12 said this book is for mature kids only aka it's lame wait this book is for ma oh and it's the number four <laughs> It's hilarious because it's saying it's for mature. About millennials. No, millennials. mature. And they use the number four because they're That's four maybe. Okay, why do they think the penguin driving a bus is for mature kids only? I don't know, but here's what bothers me. This is what I was going to say about it is that they say AKA it's lame. I don't think they know what AKA stands for. Oh, so many Also known as that. it's lame. No. You can't say, you Let's could say, say I.E. E. It's lame. Oh my lame. gosh, we're so smart. Right, I know. This person uh, is not smart. They said also known as, it's lame. It's not also known if as that, though. If you use AKA incorrectly, then we cannot be friends we're, because well, we, we are Well, we can snobs. be friends, but we're going to talk about oh, you yeah. on our podcast, <laughs> just so you know. Arthur, 12. You better be 12 or younger because- Please younger. Please make it younger. This is Nicole. My daughter doesn't like it. It stresses her out that the pigeon isn't supposed to drive the bus. But he keeps trying. Aww. Poor little girl stressed what out. What happened to her? I know. Right? <laughs> I'm really curious. She's about probably that. a first child. E said, "The bus driver puts the reader in an awkward position with no explanation." <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> I love these guys. Like, take it now so I just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate being in this position. Because this cartoon pigeon needs to drive the bus. I need an explanation. <laughs> Why did he leave? Oh, Why didn't he take the keys with him and lock the bus? There's no reason. I think E stands for extra Karen. I thought it was for eviscerate. Oh. 
Yeah. I don't know why that's She looks, picture looks like she might eviscerate you. (laughs) So someone mentioned this, I guess, a book by Temple Martinez and Yokota. Are you Mm. sure it's a book or is it a study? Because Well, no, it's a book. Three people wrote a book? Yeah, but it's kind of like a study book. I don't know. It's like a, it's basically a a book that says what makes a good children's book. So I just thought it was interesting. The person who talked about it said that this book had three out of six, and I looked it up because I was curious about what the others were. So. What do you mean three out of six? Of the qualities for that makes a good children's book. Oh, well, I'm curious about this. I kind of want to read that book now. So good books expand awareness. Good books provide an enjoyable read that doesn't overtly teach or moralize. Mm-hmm. Good books tell the truth. Good books embody quality. What does that mean? It's like, it's not lame. It doesn't lollipop. They're, Why don't they just say, the, good books are good? That's kind of interesting phrasing. Good books have integrity. What? Isn't that the same thing as telling the truth? Well, not necessarily. But yes, you make, more or less. How do you make a book that has integrity? Hold on. Let's think about this for a minute. How would you define integrity? Dependableness? I think Truthfulness? Of, I think of integrity as like doing the right thing when no one's looking. But how can a book do that? I guess it's saying standing up for things that are right, regardless of what the social mores or culture is. I don't know. I think they probably had five qualities and they're like, we need one more. Yeah. (laughs) No. Okay. I could see how that's different. Okay. For example, a book having integrity would be accurately representing someone's perspective, like a person of color, perhaps. And it could be truthful but maybe not have integrity if it's saying things. No, I get you. Like, you could say the truth. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're you saying. You know, like, I'm trying to... It could be true, but just show one portion, which makes it seem like... Yeah, you know, a different like integrity way. Integrity yeah. would be being more inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. Cool. Books that have integrity. So that seems very subjective. Yeah, I would say so. say that something has integrity or not. Mm-hmm. Good books show originality. You know... With as many children's books that I read, I can mostly agree with this list. But I will say, originality is really, really a difficult one. Because, well, there's so many ways that you can go about that. You can either have an original idea. You can have an original take on a story that's already been done. You know, like changing the ending or something. But it's very rare that I come across a book that I think, I've never experienced anything like this. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A concept or an idea. I feel like there was a book recently that I was like, I've never seen this done before. But that's really rare for me. Would well, you say you too? Yeah. This is Alienor, ex French Frowner, ex what? French Frowner. I kinda hate that freaking pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the point at all except making children yell, no! I mean, good for you, but in my experience, it's not something that hard to achieve. <laughs> that is so true. Oh. Andrea said, my preschooler is terrified of this book. So much so that if I pull it out... No, or- but he's terrified! <laughs> she put it in all caps! terrified of this book so much that if I pull it out or ask him if he wants to read it, he leaves the room and hides. I can't figure out what he's afraid of. That's so sad. It's because sad. he, like the social pressure of the pigeon. Yeah. Like trying to make him, it's... <laughs> he's like so sensitive. He's like, no, please don't. He hides. He hides. And then. Let me drive the bus, says, little boy. If I pull it out or ask him if he wants to read it, I'm like, Mom, how many times have you done that? that <laughs> she you're probably got it on video. She's like, this is my YouTube channel. Every time I ask I'm him. I'm going to Instagram this joint. <laughs> okay. 
This is Icy Ave. <laughs> Icy Avenue. Yeah, but it's silly. It's so, so silly. <laughs> okay. Especially because their picture is like the name in bubble letters. Aww. Oh, I've been dazed and confused from the day I ate poo. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my face or your face. I'm going to kick shit from jams. You're welcome, Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, I see Av has some issues that About she's working through. With poop. <laughs> Don't even ask me where I read this because I couldn't recall. But I read something once about a woman. <laughs> this is gross. I shouldn't. Oh, you have to now. A woman who was, well, she claimed that it was because she was all germophobic or whatever. She would wipe her butt when she pooped with her boyfriend's socks. What? Yeah, because she didn't want to get. She didn't want her fingers to touch it or something. What? She got so she wants foot germs on her anus? <laughs> no, no. She would throw them out. No. Is, oh, yeah. oh, they're clean? No, actually. Dirty socks? I don't know. That's a good question. What? Yeah, and then he found a bag <laughs> with all the poop socks. Like, and she was like <laughs> super angry that he went through the trash. Because <laughs> she, like, why are my socks disappearing? <laughs> She was acting really weird about like she, only she does the laundry, and what I know. In the world? And she's <laughs> wait, but you said she threw him away. Well, I know because she wanted to pass it off as like, oh, they got lost in the dryers. <laughs> All this stuff, <laughs> apparently, because <laughs> she ran out of hers, I guess. But I was okay, like, you, you can get extra thick toilet paper and just like <laughs> wrap it around your hand. <laughs> Oh, people, I, I've heard, more than once, I've heard military people say, you know how you use toilet paper in the military? You take a Ew, one square, poke your hole through it, poke your hole through it, <laughs> poke your finger through it, and then wipe your butt with your finger, Nuh-uh. and then clean off your ew, finger. Ew, 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 stop. With the toilet paper. Ew, stop, please stop. <laughs> I've never heard that. I regret you saying that so much. But you get... Oh, you, no, stop, stop, stop. That put, just, that put such an image in my mind. Oh, this is so... No, why would you share that with me? Is this a different book? This is The Pigeon Wants a Puppy. Oh, yeah. So, like, I did each one of these is a different pigeon book, and there's just one so one those, review. Those were The Pigeon Drives the Bus. This is The Pigeon Wants a Puppy. Liam, and he's got a picture of Mr. Clean, says, This book is completely terrible. The pigeon wants a puppy for no reason at all, and he acts like he would take care of it, but we all know that he would eat it immediately after getting it. I, th- I think he meant the puppy would oh, eat Oh, I was like, but- pigeons don't eat puppies. <laughs> yeah. The pigeon does not even look like a pigeon. It looks more like a blue goose, and I cannot <laughs> believe how people in this book didn't just leave that pigeon and never speak to it again because of how annoying it is. <laughs> this book gives no character development throughout the book. The writing is completely below average for a book of this caliber, and all of the hype around this was for nothing at all. Mo Williams let us down on this one and could not even line up to the standards of such a terrible book like If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. I guess I'm going back to the very hungry caterpillar verse forever. As if that's better. (laughs) This one is a review of The Pigeon Finds a Hot Dog. Peace Gal says, Here's one the vegan parents will want to skip, except she put a star where the A is supposed to be, like it's a bad word. 
Why would they do that? Maybe because people troll the internet looking for like vegan, vegan yeah, and yeah. then like that could make be. stupid comments afterwards. Probably, yep. Wow, people hate vegans that much? Yes. <laughs> well, we can say that. I was vegan for a while, but we weren't in your face vegan, but we don't need to talk about that. Here's one the vegan parents will want to skip unless you're willing to do some editing to transform the hot dog into a soy dog. Oh my goodness. I don't understand why you wouldn't read books to your kids where they eat meat. Yeah, no, let's have a conversation about this because I'll tell you what. If you're that kind of vegan, your kid's going to grow up on an all-meat diet. (laughs) Right, yeah, (laughs) bacon. You could read about it and then have a discussion about maybe why you don't do that in particular. I think that any time that you're in a situation where you're like extremely polarizing like this, Mm -hmm. it's not healthy. So (laughs) So as soon as they get out on their own, they're like... Yeah. Yeah, All they'll eat is meat. Well, I'm reading just like she's like, you might have to sift it to a soy dog. I'm like, or you don't, though, you know, (laughs) or you could just have a conversation about why the pigeon eats that. And we don't. That bothers me, actually, that she would be like, we're going to change it to a soy dog. Silly. They're just silly. That's why people troll the Internet for vegan and make fun of them. (laughs) It's because of you, lady. (laughs) You. No, I I don't want her to feel like I don't respect her opinion. It's just not right. (laughs) (laughs) Your opinion's stupid. No, I'm just kidding. But anything that's too stringent like that. Yeah. All right. Peace Gal continues. The story here is as simple as the illustrations. The pigeon finds a hot dog and wants it all to himself, trying to fend off a clever little duckling who wishes to share. The pigeon describes hot dogs as very delectable food items indeed, identifying the unhealthy snacks as a taste sensation and a celebration in a bun. The duckling grows more and more intrigued, at one point asking, does it taste like chicken? A query that may be more than a little unsettling, considering the fact (laughs) that both characters are birds, and the fact that at first I thought the duckling was a baby chick. So essentially this book is a celebration of eating meat-based junk food. If that makes you uncomfortable, it's best to look elsewhere on the shelves. Does it make you uncomfortable? No, not even when I was vegan. I wouldn't say... Hot dogs were always junk food. You can get quality hot dogs. Bar S hot dogs. Those are so disgusting. Oh, those, that must be what she's thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) She's talking about the Bar S. Is that what they're called? Um, Ballpark is good. She's probably vegan for the ethical reasons. They probably have like ethically made hot dogs, I'm sure. Animals that have been treated properly. Right before they slice their throats open. Oh, no. (laughs) Why would we say Oh, I was going to say the little duckling in that is super cute. Have you read those? He's like... Like there he is on the cover. I always read his voice like this or something (laughs) like just like he's a little sweet baby. (laughs) But yeah, that's a good point though. Like that's a little creepy. They're like cannibalism, cannibalism. She doesn't talk about (laughs) that that though. She's like, all she's saying is, well, I mean, she talks about it, but she's mostly upset because it glorifies, you know, Uh junk food hot dogs. This next book is The Pigeon Has Feelings Too. Connie says, This short book starts with the bus driver telling the pigeon to show everyone his happy face. His response? Never. Why should I? Do I get on your bus and tell you how to drive? This just rubs me the wrong way. Not me. And he stopped for a minute because that's like when girls are just told to be pretty and silent and it's just like... Put a smile on in your face. You're not dressed without a smile. Come on, sweetie. Let's give us a smile. You're like, no, I'm just going to... How about I give you the middle finger or something (laughs) instead? Does that work for you? She's like saying it rubs her the wrong way that the pigeon is having a bad day or whatever. That's messed up. Andy had something to say about the pigeon has feelings too. He said, the single worst children's book ever written. A three-panel comic as a $10 board book with an absolute groan-inducing punchline. Would buy this for the baby shower of my word enemy. Word enemy? My word enemy. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, you are my word enemy. You use words that I hate so much. Moist. <laughs> That's, Moist. That's right. That's awesome. You're, you're like, Courtney's I should word enemy. I should this book because you're my word enemy. <laughs> uh, I love that. I wish that was a real thing. Can we please have a children's book about a word enemy? Like somebody who uses improper grammar or something. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, oh, the villainy of it all. This is, don't let the pigeon stay up late, Tim. The pigeon, the vile deceiver, he whose lies know no bounds, returns. This time the bus driver, who apparently is connected to that foul, foul in ways we do not currently comprehend, has a new mission for us. Whether we choose to accept it or not, don't let the pigeon stay up late. (laughs) The vile bird will try to deceive you. He will try to distract you. He will pull out every trick in his considerable arsenal to not send him to bed. Will you stand strong? Will you endure? (laughs) Or will this diabolical creature win? Wait, before we continue, (laughs) I need to talk about how hard this is hitting me right now because... We have one child in particular that will pull out all the stops to not have to go to bed, especially this one child is always saying that this child is hungry at like (laughs) 930 or 10 at night. And you're like, you should be asleep right now. And the child just whines and whines and whines until I turn on ignore you mode. You know, I'm like, (laughs) ignore you mode. And then this child falls asleep because they're not actually hungry. They just for whatever reason think they need to eat and not go to sleep. This happened last night. That's why I'm so... Do you remember that? I was in there. He was in the room. Listen not to his lies. This is another solid pigeon book. Again, my daughter loves standing up to him and telling him to go to bed. I also find it amusing how many of his tactics she used at one point and now won't because she doesn't want to sound like the pigeon. Okay. That's interesting. Maybe we just need to read our child this book. Well, a bunch of people said about the pigeon on the bus, like this is teaching kids to, you know, to have tantrums. But this one, apparently, the smart kids don't want to be like the pigeon. True. Okay, this is Issa. This is the last one. Hashtag never trust a bird. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Mo Willems, all the pigeon books. Thank you guys for joining us and Mo Willems and his special pigeon. Our favorite Mo Willems book is The Goldilocks. And And The Three Dinosaurs. Yeah, that's a great one. And also, did you know in that book, the pigeon has a cameo in that book? He has a cameo in most of Mo Willems' books. Does he? Yeah. At least since he's done the pigeon books. That pigeon book is the number, like if you look up Mo Willems, that's the first one. Yeah, but that's not his first book he ever wrote, is it? I don't know. Because he's older. He's like 60 or something. He's been around for a while. Oh, no wonder he's a predator. Because he's six. Like, <laughs> Old lecherous man. Little ladies. Look at my time. We give a girl a good slap on the butt and she enjoyed it. <laughs> Is that from something? No, that's Because your piece was real intense. Like you were, <laughs> like you were quoting or something. <laughs> and 60 year olds do not jump like that. I'm 85. <laughs> All right. Well, if a 60 year old man has that great a sense of humor, I'm good for him. Kudos to him. Yeah, good yep. for him. We'll still be laughing at 65. Yep. I hope. Well, have a lovely day. Goodbye. <laughs> have a lovely day. <laughs> lovely day.